my books were completely fizzling as time went on and on. I watched the sales completely collapse and just go downwards. And I began to wonder that maybe this is just what happens to all books, or maybe not. What I'm going to talk about today in today's video is what I did with my books to get to three times the sales. This is Chris Baird from Self-Publishing Made EasyNow.com, where self-publishing doesn't have to be so hard. So the thing is, is that after I had written my first several books, I was getting into the flow of things. It was actually not that difficult once you start to have, have done it a number of times. In fact, as I was moving through it, I had even gotten to the point where I was running ads against them and able to get some sales. I just wasn't seeing the results that I wanted to, to see. So what I wanted was to see if it was possible to do something that would dramatically increase the amount of sales that I was making on my books. I just couldn't figure out since I had gone through so many tips and tricks that I had learned over the years without it having any impact at all. I had also followed a lot of other authors and seen the different strategies that they were implementing to increase sales, but it just wasn't having an impact on my book. So. Initially, I had heard that keywords were an important part of the of the puzzle, but I wasn't completely sure how to implement them for my books. I mean, what do I know about what people are searching for or not searching for? And what was happening was I was seeing a possible loss of motivation as I was moving forward if I did not manage to get this fixed, and if with the motivation would come the desire to put out new books, and it would continue to snowball until I was no longer being productive at all. But I was beginning to wonder if maybe it was already too late for the books that I had put onto the market. And that is something for many of my clients, a normal question, how do we deal with the previous books? That's a very classic one, you need to be very careful with what you are doing with your old books and the amount of effort that you're doing. So the first thing I was trying to do is I was checking to see if maybe I could go onto Fiverr and hire someone to go through and just spam out my books, links to my books on all of these different social media sites. I had heard of a number of channels and people had said, oh, this is great. You should definitely give that a try. So I did. I put them out all over the place and the end result was no change in sales at all. It was absolutely awful. The second strategy I tried was to see if by using some specific tools, some of them don't even work any longer, but it would be connected to all these newsletters that would automatically send out free books. And then I would set my book to be on promo, a five-day free promo. <clears throat> and at the end of the five days, it would go back to full price and with all of these customers. So I ran it through this particular strategy and it resulted in getting thousands of downloads for free of my book on Amazon. It's just it didn't translate into any sales. <coughs> so what I finally did was I had heard about the power of keywords, as I mentioned earlier. I still wasn't completely sure how to implement them, but after listening and following a lot of different strategies people were suggesting, <coughs> I came to the understanding that you want to make sure on the nonfiction books that your title is your primary keyword. So if you're writing a book about vegan cooking for your dogs, you need a, the title should be vegan cooking for your dogs. And so because it immediately has that value proposition. And so no matter what it is that you're doing, like cutting grass effectively, it would be called like cutting grass or something, you see? And so you would have, you would have these 
that would be become the title as opposed to trying to come up with some clever title. And then, and, and so that was the first thing when you're dealing with on nonfiction books. For fiction, it's not so important on that main title since there isn't really a specific thing that we're trying to target. The second thing I discovered was you want that title with that keyword to be large on the thumbnail. When people see your ads or they're searching on Google or Amazon and up comes your book, they're simply not going to know what's going on if they see just this micro thumbnail and have no idea what the book's about. Remember, our cover is designed for two purposes and two purposes only. It is to get the person who this is a good match for to realize what kind of book this is and two, to see the title there on that cover. So in other words, they see that initial title which draws them in and then they will read the actual title and subtitle and click. That is the only thing we really want to do. Many people say you can't judge a book by its cover, but everyone actually is doing this all the time. So you really do need to focus in to make sure that you're not making these exact mistakes that I myself had been making as well. The final thing is the subtitle, and it is incredibly important, fiction or nonfiction. It does a couple of things. One of the things it does is it shows you the keywords that you should that you should be putting the keywords in there, additional keywords related to your primary keyword. This is a place where we're able to, if somebody didn't type one of the keywords that's in the title, well, maybe they hit one that's in the subtitle when they're doing a search in order to get our results on the page right in front of them. And for all of these particular ones, I use Katie Spy. That's my favorite tool. You can find my affiliate link below in the description. This one is fantastic for showing exactly how to find which keywords are related and which keywords your competition is using because the best sellers of your competition, they've already figured this whole keyword thing out and they've definitely got it going on their things. Unless they're a famous author, most of the others are playing the keyword games when it comes to titles and subtitles. And the other thing in your subtitle that you're going to do when you're using Katie Spy in order to figure this all out is you're going to list the genre that you're in and perhaps even who this book is for. By the end of seeing a cover, we should immediately know what this book is about without doing anything else. Is it a science fiction book? Is this book about nature? Is this a book telling me how to cook vegan food? It's going to be something along these lines and we need to know immediately. I want to know immediately what is this book about. Number two, we need to make sure that when they do look at the subtitle and title, they know exactly who this book is for. There should be no question in their mind what kind of book it is and who is designed to get it. And I had a client just the other day commenting exactly on this category. The question was libraries were asking, he had sold out his, at a conference his entire first book. All the copies that he had brought, the paperback versions, all sold out. But librarians were asking, which age group of children is this book for? Now, if his subtitle had actually included that for children ages 13 to 20, then he would have been in a very different position because he could have maybe even sold more books. Now, in his case, he had actually, this client of mine had managed to sell all of his books at the convention. But he had, So he should have bought even more, but it showed that the librarians, it was very important to understand, is this book for me? Just like another client I had earlier this week who was exactly addressing the exact same issue, which is the idea when you look at the cover, it's not clear who this is for. Uh, in this particular case, let's say this book was for people who are swimmers, for example, okay? And the book has stories about swimming. 
But that's not clear that this book is for swimmers. Like there's actual lessons that a swimmer would get out of this book. Now it doesn't mean the book isn't going to be of value and interesting to other readers, but the book didn't say in the subtitle for swimmers, like lessons of swimming for swimmers. You see how this game goes? And if it's a not, if it's a fiction book, we're going to then say something like a romance novel for teens or something along these lines, you know, so it would be very clear which age group and demographic we are targeting with our specific book and using our subtitles as the perfect location to make sure that we're doing this. Because when you put these three things together, and that was something we'll talk about in a little bit, when I, when I actually put these together on my own books, and a lot of the books that I've been putting out of the 200 that I've got out there, what, what happened? But the thing is, is that by doing this, we're setting ourselves up to win. And that's also one of the reasons I even created a free self-publishing secrets checklist, which you can check out below in the description, grab a copy of this, and so you'll, you can thank me later, start working through the checklist to make sure that you're not skipping any of the key steps necessary to get your book self-published and selling. So the final thing that I found, it was that I did manage to get my titles in, the, in there and I was playing around, but I discovered that with the paperbacks, I couldn't change the titles. And that was a little bit of a challenge because the titles had been assigned to a specific ISBN. If I wanted to change it, I'd have to take the books down with all of the reviews and then I would have to re-put those books back up there with for the paperback with a different title. But there's a better strategy. You could change the title on your Kindle version of the book. And so that is allowed. And by changing that specific title on the Kindle version, people who click in on that one and come in, then they're able to find your paperback version afterwards, regardless of what the old title was. It'll, the old title for the paperback will still be there, but the two will be linked together as they always have been. So you don't have to feel terrible about it. They do not have to match. It's just fine. We're doing choices. And as we're moving through the self-publishing process, we need to ensure that we're setting ourselves up for whatever it takes to win this game. So the thing was, I finally discovered this. I changed the titles for my eBooks and I started running ads against. Now, since then I've run 120 million ads on Amazon and have a bit of experience of understanding what it takes to get books selling through the use of ads. And by running it through these ads, the fact was is shooting to the Kindle version and a separate ad set to the paperback version, I noticed something magical. First of all, I 3X, I tripled my Kindle sales on my books as a result of this keyword game change. Okay, it was a game changer in many ways here, right? <clears throat> in addition, my paperback sales started to go up as well. But didn't I just say that the I wasn't able to change the title? Well, the answer is I would bring in the traffic through the Kindle version of the ads and then they would buy the paperback because the ads are really about trying to get people to buy the paperbacks. For most people, most authors that I know, your paperback sales will be twice as much as your Kindle ads. In fact, your Kindle books. In fact, your Kindle books main purpose is to sell more paperback books. It's kind of odd, I know, but you charge $2.99 for the book regardless of whatever your book is, the link uh, for your Kindle version, and we're using it just to trigger it around and to get our paperbacks to sell. And that was a key one. So I actually did this and I saw huge results coming out of this entire process. I was un it was unbelievable to me since I hadn't actually changed the description or, the or anything else in the book 
And yet we were tripling the number of sales just because we were getting all this organic traffic through and doing a better job of communicating the value that this book would have. But my question for you today is, have you used keywords correctly in your title and subtitle? If you have, write yes below in the comments. If you've never played with keywords and the power of them and releasing that power, then write no below in the comments because I need to know where you're coming from. Thanks.